With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Monday, August 3rd, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes, our tribe beat writer. Hoynesy, it was uh, a really promising start to the weekend in Minnesota, and then things went south in a hurry because the offense just couldn't be found. Uh, again, the Cleveland Indians pitchers, starting pitchers, are, are doing everything they can to keep this club in ball games. They are just getting no support offensively whatsoever. Yeah, it's uh, it's been ugly, Joe. The last three games, uh, <laughs> they don't score, they don't hit, uh, they get some decent pitch, very good pitching, and uh, you know, one at bat looks like the other, another at bat. They just, it's just there's no production. Um, you know, <laughs> you look at this line. Uh, I mean, you just position by position, the catchers are hitting 097. First basemen are hitting 188. Uh, you're getting a little production from second base and third base, 297 and 294. From shortstop, 158. Left field, 086. Um, left center field, 161. Right field, 160. The DH is 275, and I'm not sure. I don't know how that, that – I've got to check that. That might be well, – Well, that could be because Frankie batted in the, the – Yeah. Spot a couple of, and Jose batted in the, the, uh, the DH spot a couple of times, so – yeah. How do you win with that? You don't. You can't win. And and it's not like they were, you know, facing the the Braves' nineteen nineties pitching staff or anything like that. I mean, they're facing Randy Dobnak and you know Kenta Maeda. I guess they've never seen before because he's been in the National League. But uh, these are not guys who should be dominating this this Indians lineup as much. And if 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 that's the case, if Minnesota's pitching is going to be that good this year, then the division is already is already yeah. can already be written off. Yeah, they're going to run away with it. And uh, Sunday they beat the Indians with a, a bullpen game. Tyler Clippard started the game. Right. So you know, I, I think that's the second time in two years they've done that. Didn't they sweep a doubleheader with a bullpen they game did. in Cleveland? They did. Two bullpen and, games, I believe. Wasn't yeah. It? I mean, it's just it's embarrassing. It, it really is. It's embarrassing to waste this kind of pitching with no offense at all. Well, and Frankie's quote from uh, Saturday night was was all you really need to know is, you know, when they throw the ball, we're out. And, and that's exactly it. And that's the the attitude and the confidence that these guys are going up there to the, to the plate with. Uh, here's what uh, Sandy Alomar had to say after Sunday's game 
uh, about the Indians hitting and about what their approach at the plate is and just about what their confidence level needs to be? Um, I, uh, yeah, at times they are. They try to do too much. Uh, I know uh, the main thing is hopefully our pitching staff don't, don't feed out of that and they continue pitching their game because you can get in a situation that the pitching staff start putting pressure on themselves because we're not scoring runs. But uh, the guys are continue doing their job. Uh, our offense is in a funk right now. We, uh, we have to have, uh, uh, you know, um, more quality at bats. There have been times where we have balls in the nose right at people, but it's not going to show up. Uh, I think that, uh, you know, steer early and that we, our guys need to just get better approaches. Sandy, when you were a player and the offense as a, as a whole went into a, a funk like this, was there any tried and true way to, to, to sort of snap them out of it? Or was it just coming to the park every day and putting in the work to get it to get back to good? You just got to put the work and, uh, you know, you have to go, go to the play with a plan. Uh, at times when, you, when you're struggling, you try to put uh, offense early in the count. And you tend to, you know, go too deep in account when you have uh, struggles. Uh, but you just have to trust yourself and, and, and not swing at the first thing you see out there and, and try to, to manage that bat and give yourself a quality at bat. So, uh, yeah, you just have to have uh, – I know hitting is about confidence. Right now, our guys are a little down, but uh, they just need to trust themselves with two strikes, uh, take our bats a little deeper. Sandy, do you think it's easier to, for them to, to feel more pressure at the plate whenever the season is only 60 games? Do you think that plays a factor? That's a, that's a good question. I, uh, I think the guys, uh, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a sprint. No, it's not a marathon like it was supposed to be. Uh, but, you know, during the inner squats and, and, and games that we were playing, everybody was swinging it back good. And we were facing Beaver. We were facing our own pitchers that, that, that are doing very good. So the guys were putting good at bats. You just got to go back to that. You know, right now we are back to 500, so we have to just go focus and, and think about the way we were swinging it back when we were in, in, in summer camp and uh, the guys have a better approach. I know that, that not a real games count, uh, but you got to just put that in your mind and, and think positive and hopefully we can get out of this. Now, of course, Sandy Alomar was managing the team on Sunday because Terry Francona uh, was back at the team hotel fighting off another uh, bout of gastrointestinal discomfort. Uh, this is something that cropped up earlier in spring training, and he missed a couple of days there. Uh, Francona flew home Sunday night instead of going to Cincinnati with the club. Uh, he's undergoing tests Monday morning, and the club's supposed to have a, an update on his health, but uh, don't, don't expect Terry Francona to be there in Cincinnati for the first two games uh, of this week's four-game series against the Reds. Definitely, Joe. I know he's not definitely not going to be there today. Uh, but I would think if you, you know, what, why push it? I mean, uh, you do the two games and since he let Sandy manage and uh, come back and uh, hopefully Tito's feeling better. But I know, you know, after uh, spring training one was uh, suspended, Joe, he, he, he was back in Cleveland for about three weeks and he was getting examined for this as well. So, you know, this is something that a recurring problem. So I guess, you know, it's kind of a, you know, I guess, Obviously, it's something the Indians are concerned about, and uh, you got to stay on top of it. Well, and there's no sense in pushing it. If uh, You know Terry Francona wants to be there for his team and with the team in the dugout, but there's no sense in exposing yourself uh, to, to coronavirus it just to, to have to travel by yourself uh, to join up with the club. It not only exposes Tito, but it would also expose players, and, and that's one thing that I guess the Indians don't want to do. So makes complete sense for Tito to stay back, uh, you know, rest, get, get stronger and, and be ready to go 
when the Reds come to town uh, uh, beginning on Wednesday for a couple of games. Uh, again, what we've seen over the last 10 days, 10 games, uh, Indians, Indians uh, games over the last 11 days, I believe, uh, the Indians starting pitching has been in games and kept the club in it and given them an opportunity to win if the offense could come through. Uh, how have they been doing what they've been doing just uh, so far this season? They've been outstanding. Yeah, you know, the rotation, uh, five and three, 2.57 ERA in 10 games. They've struck out um, they struck out 86 guys in 63 innings, Joe. Wow. I mean, that's, that's uh, 12.3, uh, you know, 12.3, uh, an average of 12.3 strikeouts per nine innings. Uh, six walk, I mean, nine walks. Nine walks out of uh, 63 innings. Nine walks and 86 strikeouts. That's pretty good strikeout to walk. Yeah, right? yeah. And, you know, the bullpen is 0-2, but with a 1.80 ERA, they've got four saves. You know, they've struck out, uh, you know, 27 guys in 25 innings, five earned runs, um, you know, only six walks. So, you know, the bullpen has been solid as well. They just need – they just need to hit. They, nah, they, come all on. they have to do is yeah, – they've only scored 26 runs, Joe. 26 runs in 10 games. How many games are you going to – even if you have, you know, the, the greatest pitching in, in, in baseball history, you're not going to win that many games. They scored, what, four or five runs in the series against Minnesota this weekend? That's, that's not good enough. They, they, they've, they've given uh, Shane Bieber two runs apiece in, in each of his first two starts. And that's really all he's needed. But not every pitcher on that staff is going to do as well as Shane Bieber. It's, it, eventually, somebody's going to give up runs. Giving up three runs in a in a game, Aaron Savali uh, gives up the the three runs on on Sunday, strikes out a career high nine. Three runs in six innings should get you a win if if your offense is at at all competent. And that's just not happening. Uh, you yeah. mentioned you mentioned the bullpen there, uh, an offshoot of this starting staff going as deep as they have been going in games. And even when Mike Clevenger got knocked around a little bit, he still made it six innings. Uh, an offshoot of that is, like you said, the bullpen, you know, not being exposed, limiting their numbers, and, and really coming through successfully. Uh, you said they were 0-2. Uh, you really got to consider them 0-1. Come on. That, that yeah, loss yeah. on Karinczak is not on him. That's right. Exactly. With the, uh, with the extra yeah, inning. The rule. extra runner, yeah. With um, but Joe, that look at uh, the breakdown in the lineup from seven to nine, the bottom three hitters are hitting 097. They are nine for 93. How are you going to win with that? The, 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 the third the hitters three through six are hitting 194, 27 for 139. The, uh, the, the top two hitters are hitting like 311. I mean, yeah, 311, 23 for 74. The, the first and second hitters, I mean, you know, Cesar Hernandez and, and Ramirez are doing okay, but there's nobody to drive them in. It doesn't matter if they get on base. Right, and there's not a lot of options. You, you look down the bench, could you put Yu Chang in? Or where are you going to put him? Yeah. What are you going to do? You can, you can move the DH around a little bit like, like Tito's done. He's had Frankie, he's had Jose uh, in that DH spot. But, you know, Yu Chang, you're, you're batting him ninth anyways. You're, you're hoping that something's going to happen down at the bottom of that lineup. Uh, Oscar Mercado has 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 struggled in his second year. That, that's that's all it is. He, he's he, Tito has confidence that Mercado will come around, but this is a sixty game schedule. You're already done with 
uh, 10% of your, your games. I, I, I don't, I, I don't think you can wait as long as uh, Tito would, would like to wait. Yeah. And uh, you know, what do you wait? You, uh, I mean, do you, I guess, you know, they're kind of uh, sitting there wondering, you know, can Tyler Naquin, how, how soon can Tyler Naquin get back? How soon can Roberto Hernandez get back? I mean, Roberto Perez get back. I mean, it's just, and Roberto Perez hasn't even started throwing yet, but right. I guess Naquin's probably a little closer than Perez, but is he going to, you know, after missing 10 games or is he going to help, you know, jump in there and start hitting home runs? I don't think so. I mean, it's just, you know, I, I you know, I, I'm wondering, Joe, if they've got to break those switch hitters up. I, I'm wondering if they, they've, they can't have those top four guys hitting like one after another because there's no protection at the bottom of, you know, there's no protection in the rest of the lineup. Well, and, and that's something that I, I wanted to ask is that, you know, it looks like Cesar Hernandez is very comfortable in that leadoff spot. You're not moving him. He's, he's the only guy, you know, giving you consistency right now in that lineup. So you're leaving Cesar Hernandez at the top of the order. Do you move Frankie up to number two? Do you drop Jose to, you know, fourth or fifth yeah. or, or put him in third? I, Flip-flop Frankie and Jose. I, I, that would just be a cosmetic move in, in, in my mind. I think you've you got to leave Frankie where he is. But, but really, you've got to do something to shake something loose. Uh, that, that middle of your order is, is absolutely killing you. Yeah, and, uh, and like you said, there's not a whole lot of options. No. I mean, they just they don't have anywhere to turn. I mean, you know, Zimmer hasn't hit. Uh, Zimmer's hit a little bit, but not, not much. Uh, you know, like Mercado hasn't done anything. Luplo is, he doesn't have a hit yet, does he? No. 0 for no. 12, 0 for 13, 14, something like that. So, I mean, it's just, uh, you know, this was, this was good. You know, I, I was sitting there thinking, okay, you know, they're coming out of Minnesota. They lose three or four. Their manager's in, in, the, uh, in the hospital, and they're, they can't hit. They've got the best pitching in baseball, and they can't hit. Well, you know, what else is – what's going on here? What's, what's wrong with this picture? It would be the most Cleveland thing of all if you had, you know, three or four Cy Young candidates in a season and you had an offense that was last in the league. It would just be – it would be the most Cleveland result of, of anything. Uh, and, and the schedule doesn't look like it's doing them any more favors. They've got Cincinnati all this week, and Cincinnati's pitching staff is one of the best in, in yeah. their division. And then they go right into a three-game set with the White Sox in Chicago. Uh, and, and it looks like the White Sox have, after, after scuffling a little bit against the Indians pitching staff, they've, they've gone on and, and just beaten the tar out of uh, Kansas City. It's, it's, it's looking like Luis Robert is the real deal. And they got Eloy Jimenez back. So not only are you coming through Minnesota's offense, now you've got to get through Chicago's offense one more time for a weekend series. I think it's going to be uh, pretty rough uh, there in Chicago next weekend. Uh, again, this is this is not the kind of start that the Indians could afford uh, at all. Yeah, and, and Chicago just called up that second base prospect. Uh, Nick Madrigal, yes. And he went, what, four for five in his big league debut? Jeez. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, People are looking at Minnesota as this big threat, but if you look at Chicago, uh, you know, for the next four or five years, Chicago is going to be the bully in this division with the talent that they have out there right now. Yeah, that's, uh, they are really a dangerous looking ball club. All right. Well, uh, I guess 
good news for Indians fans who have been clamoring uh, ever since the, um, the, the season started. And you, you look around the ballparks and you see uh, Fox putting in virtual fans in the seats for their national broadcasts, which kind of looks kind of looks like a video game. And then you see uh, you just come from Minnesota where the Twins had all these giant heads of all their their famous uh, favorite players. Uh, who are who are some of the guys that uh, I saw a Jim Tomey head back there uh, yeah, in, saw, in the stands? Who else did we see? I saw Gary Gaetti. I saw uh, uh, Jack Morris. I saw uh, Bartolo Colon. I didn't know Bartolo still pitched for pitched Bartolo for the Twins. pitched for every team everywhere. Come on, he's, he. Uh, like uh, Dan Gladden, I saw back there. I didn't see Bert. I didn't see Bert Flylove. He's I was got looking for him. Saw Kirby Puckett. Uh, I think Tony Oliva was back there. So, so that was a pretty neat thing what they did, and and you know that they have a little more control over that the Twins do by just putting their like their franchise guys back there. Uh, the Indians have expanded now their cardboard cutout program. Uh, looks like they're going to have. Uh, the ability for uh, about a thousand fans to to purchase uh, cardboard cutouts with their photos on them at Indians games to be there through the end of the season. Uh, also, a nice touch: they let uh, each of the players get up to four cutouts of their family members. So we might see uh, uh, Jackson Wickren in the stands cheering on his dad. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah, that would be cool. That's a great idea. That really is a good idea. So yeah, a lot of a lot of fun uh, that they're trying to have with this, of course. As soon as I posted a link to that story, uh, I got replies from uh, readers and viewers uh, saying, you know, can any of the cardboard cutouts hit because they do a better job <laughs> than the Indians did this weekend. And, uh, you know, the Twitter followers are nothing if not clever. I, I guess that was uh, pretty, pretty neat to see. But, yeah, this was, this was a tough weekend to watch Indians baseball, Paul. It reminded me when I was a little kid. And they, 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 they had good pitching and they never hit. And I would, I would always be, my dad and me would be listening to the game on the radio or watching it on TV and I'd be TV and I'd always sit there complaining about, uh, complaining to him. He goes, what is, is this, is this how baseball is supposed to be? You never score a run. And then you fast forward to the, the nineties teams that you covered that, that could tear the cover off the ball and then they yeah. had no pitching. And it, it just goes in cycles like that. Well, yeah, I mean, that's, that's sort of like this, you know, you're sitting here watching these games, you're trying to cover things and look for, look for moments and, and sort of angles to cover. But as soon as the, the twins score a run, you can't help but think to yourself, well, the game's over. Yeah. Because the Indians offense, they went, what, 15 innings without scoring a run. They are still on a streak of like 30 innings right now where they haven't had back-to-back -back hits. They can't string anything together. Uh, it's, it's just tough to watch. And, uh, really there's, there, there's nothing on the horizon that gives me any hope to, to, to think, I think about it, they're, they're facing Sonny Gray tonight. This is, yeah, that's, that's not a, a formula for, uh, um, you know, success. If, if you, if you're going out there, uh, with that same lineup, uh, Sonny Gray is two and O with, uh, I think a sub two ERA. Yeah. And, uh, they're hit, they played two, two games in August. They're hitting 0 0.69 in August, 0, for 0 0.69, 4 for 58. I mean, come on. You got to – this is – there's what? There's 50 games left. Let's go. Don't they know that Terry Francona's teams, like, do their best in August uh, traditionally? Yeah. And, you know, it's, Terry Francona's clubs are, uh, you know, traditionally August uh, starter. You know, that, that's when they get, 
get the hottest and, and sort of take off. I remember the, didn't the uh, the twenty two game win streak start in August? Uh, I believe I think so. Yeah, late August. You're right. Yeah. Indians fans, if you want the latest on the Cleveland Indians and updates from Paul Hoynes and myself, Joe Noga, as we cover the tribe for the 2020 season, log on to Indians subtext at cleveland.com slash subtext and subscribe. $3.99 a month gets you text updates from Paul Hoynes and myself as we cover the Indians for the 2020 season. Uh, Everything we know, you'll know first before it's out on Twitter, before it's out on the website on cleveland.com. Join up at cleveland.com slash subtext or send a text to 216-208-4346 for the latest news from your Cleveland Indians. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll keep watching and see if there's any, anything to maybe improve on uh, tonight as the Indians take on the, the Reds in, um, at the Great American Ballpark. We didn't even get into any Trevor Bauer stuff today. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll save that for tomorrow. I'm sure there will be plenty of uh, – of stuff to talk about after watching tonight's game. But we'll follow along and be back with you again uh, tomorrow on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. 